Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. You're listening to Stagecraft, Variety's theater podcast, bringing you in-depth and behind-the-scenes with the stars and creators of the hottest shows on Broadway and beyond. I'm your host, Variety's theater editor, Gordon Cox. On this episode of Stagecraft, I'll be talking to the actor Jamie Parker. You may not know his name, but you certainly know the name of the character he's playing on Broadway, the boy wizard Harry Potter, all grown up and appearing as one of the lead characters in Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. Parker previously on Broadway as part of the original cast of The History Boys, won an Olivier Award for his performance as Harry on the West End, and now he and several other members of the London cast have apparated onto Broadway, where the show is in previews ahead of an April 22nd opening, and has already become a ticket so hot it rivals Hamilton. Jamie's here in the studio with me to talk about tackling an iconic role, interacting with the Potterverse superfans, and acting for Broadway audiences versus West End crowds. Hey, Jamie, thanks for being here. Hello, thanks for having me. How's Broadway treating you? Brilliant. Yeah? It's, <laughs> it's great. It's, been, it's about 12 years since I've been here. Yeah. Uh, and it's changed. It's a different place. Changed a lot. You guys have got protected bike lanes now and the city bike scheme and it's all it's all like you know we've we've all gone very Berlin. Are you a city biker? <laughs> yeah, I am. It's okay. the well, I mean, to be honest, I've been pretty lazy about it lately, but um, uh, just because we're in the thick of of the heaviest part of the schedule, but right. so um, but uh, now it's it's the only way to get around. Um, but no, no, I love New York. Very very happy to be back. Do you notice a difference between the Broadway audiences and the West End audiences? A bit. I mean. Uh, it, it, it's this is an unusual project because it's a global audience. You know, we right. It was like a crowd when I when I saw it in London. It was like an international crowd. Yeah, like you go on the stage Mia door and you, whatever, and you yeah. meet people from Paraguay and Texas and Australia and Indonesia and just I mean just you name it. Um, I met one family who'd come on en masse from Mexico to see the show, but they didn't have tickets. They didn't, oh, have wow. t- they didn't have tickets for the show, but they turned up just hoping that they'd be able to chance their arm and get in. They didn't get in. Oh, man. And they had to fly back to Mexico without having gone in. You know, it, uh, <laughs> which was That's a very on, sad story. On, on, <laughs> yeah, on the extreme end of, of, of the sort of global pilgrimage that it is. But, but, uh, but it, just to say that, you know, every day that's the mix. And obviously, like, there's a sort of default of, the, of London character in London and, 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 New, and New York is definitely bouncier. Um, are we yeah it, oh yeah. Yeah. yeah are you kidding yeah <laughs> uh, pretty <laughs> the, the difference is i mean like in london when when they see something that that they think is amazing they go oh. 
uh, here, you see something that blows your mind. You guys go, what? <laughs> and just make, just openly ask questions really loudly. Right, right. Um, uh, <laughs> Uh, which is brilliant, uh, and and <laughs> especially for us, it's like you know we feel like we're in friends or something. Right. You know. <laughs> and so, how long did you were you in Cursed Child in London? How long did you do a year? We all did a, a year. year. Yeah. Um, yes, yeah, very. And what what did you learn from that run that you're now using here in New York? Good question. I learned that it's a play that, uh, in Michael Gambon's words, has legs. Uh, which means that you you don't it's it's really all that you're hoping for. Obviously, com- combined with an audience that that uh, is willfully credulous enough to make the play take flight, but you want to have a play that has its own legs, which means that you don't have to be generating something out of nothing. It has its own momentum. It has its own um, kind of uh, melting pot uh, in it. That means that you don't have to work too hard. Um, the, it's you're, you're hoping to get to that point where you don't have to be doing the work per se um, with with the play, and, and we've got that because Jack has mined these complex and difficult and long-standing relationships. The writer, from, uh, yeah, playwright, yeah. Um, uh, he's mined all of these these complicated and long-standing relationships and 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 put them under some uh, some pretty juicy crises, um, and that just means that you you can. I mean, we've done upwards of. 200 times around the the whole story sure. now I think in front of an audience and and every time is different um obviously there's a there's a consistency to it it's still the same play it's still the same people but you can you can read the same lines in in infinite different ways do you notice that your harry now has changed from your harry then yeah I, pro- I, pro- I probably do um well it's just that like I remember teaching our, uh, you know, teaching our, our son to walk, and part of it is just, you know, just the one step in front of another thing, and then you occasionally you turn around, and you go, look how far you've walked, um, just to give them give them encouragement, and so just inevitably, day by day, you make a long list of very very small decisions and and very small discoveries of new things. So I look back to a year ago, or eighteen months ago, and I and I, and I think there's so much that I didn't understand about the play, or hadn't realized connections I hadn't made, or. Um, I felt like I was doing a very simplistic reading of or something. Or um, sometimes you take a very circuitous route back to back to the blindingly obvious and, and revisit that. Um, um, uh, but yeah, you know, if if you're not slightly embarrassed by the person you were last year, then then you're not growing at all, are you? You know, um, it's the difference between theatre and film. Is you're not you know it's not fixed. It's not in the can. Every 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 go is a take. Do you prefer doing it all in one day or breaking it up? What's your what's your um, preference, or do you have one? Pr- um, no, I mean, um, more often than not, we do it all in one day, three times a week. You know, there's only once in the week. Well, what, what is that? Wednesday, Saturday, Sunday. Wednesday, Saturday, Sunday, we right. do it all and in a day. Thursday, Friday is part one, part two. Yeah, you can do a Thursday night part one, Friday night part two right. combination. Um, I think. Um, what I do notice is that the Thursday night part one is generally pretty bouncier. Because if you're starting, because you, you start, everyone's finished work, right. you know, at that point, or it's not the weekend, and then you know, so you, you're you're not, they've been awake for lo- longer, <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, you've um, possibly had a drink before you start the show, uh, as opposed to the matinee, where um, so you can you start in a slightly bouncier place on a, on a on a Thursday night, sometimes not not all the time. The only thing I find slightly odd is sometimes is is jumping straight in with part two on a Friday night. 
um, because you, uh, you you get taken there by the hands all the way to, right. to Act 4 uh, in the course of a day, and you just sort of ride that momentum, whereas you're still this jumping... Is, and you're, what you're calling Act 4 is the second half of Part 2, yeah? Yes. Okay. Play 2, Act 2. Right. So we, we just call them Act 1, 2, 3, sure. and 4. Because it is one story. It's not... There's no... They yeah. do not stand alone. They don't no. even. They make no effort to stand alone, right? No, yeah. it's it's all you know, like, like you know, the, the movie split right. Deathly Hallows one right. book into two parts um, uh, for the last one. Uh, so it's the same thing. And so, tell us about your early involvement in the show. When did you first hear about the project? And well, I mean, how'd you get the part? Compared with um, uh, a lot of the rest of the sort of the the the, the central nucleus of of the cast, um, I'm quite late to the party. Uh, most of the guys were involved at some point excuse me in um in the workshops that they did when they were still developing it and finding a vocabulary for it and figuring out where it was going to go um uh i wasn't so the first thing i knew about it at all was uh late 2015 is that right? Yes, 2015. Right, it opened in 2016 as i recall in yeah. the summer yeah <laughs> losing losing track of yeah. of, uh, of the timeline um, I was doing a completely different show. I was doing um, uh, Guys and Dolls in London. Uh, we were out of town. Who were you playing? I was Sky Masterson. Sky? Yeah, okay. Um, uh, quite different from Harry Potter. Yes. Um, uh, but we were, we were out of town uh, for a couple of weeks waiting to come into uh, the West End. And I got a call. I was saying, you know, in principle, would you be interested in, in Harry Potter in the West End? And, I, I, and I'll admit, I... I was fairly um, uh, virgin territory when it came to to Harry Potter. I knew I'd read the f- first book, and I'd seen uh, first three movies, um, but uh, I wasn't, you know, I, I, I wasn't at the party, um, so I didn't understand the question particularly. I didn't know if it was a musical, which it patently isn't, right. um, but it's a question that a lot of people asked. I didn't know which I, I also was like which part because I didn't know that the final book finished 19 years later and that they oh, were sure, going to be right. picking up the story from there did they so, well they must have known that by then I guess well but, uh, they would did right. but that wasn't part of the brief when, when, right. when it was asked right. about they it. wouldn't have told you that yet but but I did I did say I said which part and they said Harry and I was like okay because um, last time I was here I was in, <laughs> in History Boys right and I was fully you know a fully grown man in a, in a school uniform, and I sort of had visions of being in a school uniform again for for a long period of time. I thought, surely I'm getting a bit past it to do that now. Um, uh, so you know, there, there was there was a, a lot that was surprising, and I didn't know, but and I didn't know which team was behind it. Um, but uh, the the moment I saw. Sonny Friedman and Colin Callender's names at the top of the list, and the fact they're, that they had, they're two major producers. They're they're producing the show, and then the creative team. You know, half of which I'd worked with before. Um, people like Neil Austin, who's the lighting designer, right? Who's extraordinary. Martin Lowe, who on uh, handling the music, and then you've got John Tiffany and Stephen Hoggett, who you know, I, I, they're never, the director and movement. What do we call Stephen in this movement choreographer? Yeah, or, um, yeah, yeah. The, the, the the movement director or the choreographer. Right. Um, uh, and John Tiffany, the director, but both of whom, you know, their 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 work speaks for itself. It's extraordinary. These they're all people I would um, take a take a project blind for them. I, you know, I would I would say yes to a job to work with this creative team without knowing what the part or the project was. 
uh, I'd give anything to work with them. So, um, and the clincher was seeing Jack Thorne's name uh, uh, working on the script because uh, he's responsible for uh, co-writing what, arguably the best TV miniseries I've ever seen of of, uh, of This Is England. Um, I which, think I don't think as many people know that here. In, probably in not. This, I mean, uh, you know, but uh, but it, 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 suffice it to say, he's an extraordinary writer, uh, and I and I knew exactly who he was, and I, and I and I and I I knew I would want to work with anything that he'd written. So I said, of course, I'll read it. Um, uh, but there was a, a thick veil of secrecy over the entire thing, obviously. So I had to come down from out of town into London. Did you read the whole thing? Like, did they actually yeah. give you the whole script? And yeah, you well, could read it. And- they, they said either either we bring a script to Birmingham so there'll be like a, a security corps guy in a, yeah, yeah. In a helmet with a bat and a gun well so, not really but, but uh, you know we'll, I mean maybe you don't but, know <laughs> but basically have to sit under supervision um, reading it so and then and then it was all like a watermark script and everything and um, uh, or you come down to London so I said well I'll, I'll I need to come down to London anyway so I came down for the weekend went to Sonia's office signed a non-disclosure agreement and sat in a very small room for four and a half, five hours with 250 pages worth of early draft. It was, it was uh, you know, it was moved on a lot since, um, since the play text that we've got now. And when did you meet J.K. Rowling and did she have any advice? <laughs> um, I didn't meet her before I had the role. Um, she, okay. uh, my, my readings for it were put on tape and sent up to Edinburgh. So um, she must have approved it, I suppose. Yep. Um, and uh, no, the first time I met her was um, in when, in London when we were rehearsing. Um, Did you solicit any advice? Was there was there any thought of oh this this woman's no, got some insight that I no, might need? I, 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 I didn't I didn't solicit it because um, I thought there was a, there, there was a confidence about um, the way John. And Sonia told and Jack told the story of them getting the chance to to hound this instalment of the story in the first place. You know, she's had a lot of offers uh, from people who wanted to do the next instalment. She turned all of them down. And um, you're talking about J.K. Rowling getting a lot of offers to do some yeah. sort of theater event or, or, or some you know, or a film or, or whatever, yeah, yeah. or an arena sort of magicathon right. kind of thing, uh, or a musical or whatever. Um, and she'd always said no and so there was an inherent confidence in the fact that we were being allowed to do this and uh, an implicit trust on her part uh, about putting her hands up and saying I'm not a theatre practitioner I know I want this story to be told in this medium but I'm not an expert in this field I'm going to trust you guys to do your job so I counted myself as part of that family and, 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 and I said okay the understanding is if I'm going wrong She'll set me right. right. But she's written the blueprint through seven volumes of backstory, which is pretty handy. Um, yeah, you don't so, get that for most roles, do you? No, you don't. Yeah. So uh, uh, I thought, I'm going to get on with my job, and if I'm going wrong, they'll tell me. And um, How much did the movie... Did you watch the movies and think about Daniel Radcliffe's performance at all? Did that factor in at all, or is this like an, an entirely different Harry? I've seen them, and uh, Daniel's giving his own uh, entirely empathetic interpretation of the source material but it would be incomplete and perhaps inaccurate of me to take the movies as the source material so I don't I'm not consciously trying to emulate or imitate Daniel Radcliffe's performance that that wouldn't serve 
that, as I say, they'll be incomplete. So I, I always went back to uh, the books. So I'm, I'm, having been a newbie, I'm now on my fifth or sixth time through the books. Um, I've lost count, to be honest. Fifth or sixth? What, is, what do you gain from rereading them? Um, Diesel. I mean, that it's still it's, after. Yeah, that I, I realized only about two or three weeks ago, listening to the audiobooks as I was and cycling through the city, and went. Um, and heard a line in Goblet of Fire that's echoed in the play, and I went, how have I only just noticed that now? Like, after an entire year's contract in London, um, uh, it's, you know, it, it's, it just... Small things, sometimes they'll just be like a pairing of two words together um, that also occurs in the play or something, and, and, and it's the, the most minor sort of uh, fading echo of something... But it has an association, and it's it's not irrelevant. It all feeds in. It gives you something new to think about on, over the course because it's a long run. You need you need you can't if you're just stuck in performance mode. You're not growing. You need to keep looping back into a rehearsal mindset. And when you've got so much source material that you can't possibly uh, ever have mined all of it, then you just keep digging around, and you're always going to stir something up and find something new. It's helpful. As you thought about aging this character up. In your view, what was Harry like as a teenager, and how did that influence the kind of adult that he is? Um, hardened, tempered through experience, um, but ultimately still a child. Uh, so there's this exoskeleton which he's which he's uh, acquired through his experience and it's still in place and the 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 um the requirement from him now as a parent is to um be able to show what's underneath that armor uh because you can't be you can't be armored i mean you you must be you must be forewarned and armed and uh uh have the tools to be a parent but you can't go into parenthood as a battle and expect to win. The, um, we should say that the story is very much about uh, one of the central relationships is the relationship between Harry and his son. Yes, yeah, that's the sort of main meal of the uh, right. of the drama. Right. Uh, obviously, it's it's far reaching and complex and uh, um, many faceted. But there, yeah, that's the, that's the main bit of it. And uh, so that becomes the question of you know when when somebody becomes cauterized somewhere. In the between the goalposts of eleven and seventeen, uh, and then is then faced with being a parent, hits forty and realizes that he's now twice the age that his father was when he died, uh, and has had to make up parenthood for the last two decades as he goes along, um, with no, I mean, it, it, without even a surrogate father because they've all died or left him or been. Um, Manifestly, not a decent role model. Um, uh, yeah, that's that, that's what he's that's what he's learning, finding, scraping around for. Help me! <laughs> um, How did you discover acting? When did you come to it? Um, well, uh, I grew up watching my family take part in amateur stuff, um, so I did have very early 
experiences of where was this this was in the northeast of england as uh, a mid-sized town called darlington i i noticed i noted that you were born in cleveland and thought that's surprising no, and then realized, not, no, not that cleveland, not I like see. cleveland. <laughs> um, no <laughs> it's a small area of the northeast sort of billy elliott kind of mm-hmm. country right um and uh so i got very young very early memories of of being in a very beautiful theater the darlington civic theater is, is gorgeous but you know that that um that that night and day stark transition of, of going from the sort of red and gold brocades of the house and then through the access door to the side of the proscenium arch and going backstage and seeing you know the, the the ropes of the fly gallery and the dust and the and the prompt corner and going back to the dressing rooms and stuff um which so that's always made it feel like home but i it couldn't get me on stage i wouldn't go anywhere near it until um i when i was uh just I just turned twelve. I was, I was barely out of being eleven when I when I got on a train and went up to a boarding school in the middle of Scotland with my little round glasses and um, your uh, little round Harry Potter glasses. Yeah, okay. I did believe it or not. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and this was the nineties as well. She was, you know, she, she and and I used to hang out in the same. So uh, the reports are that J.K. Rowling used to write in a place called Nicholson's and the Elephant House and the Travis Theatre Bar yeah. all three of which were places that I used to go to Excellent. during those years but uh, I didn't have black hair or green eyes no. um, so uh, you know read into that what and you still want, don't but, actually and still don't no <laughs> um, uh, but you know you go to boarding school and you have to find a new family uh, and a new um, sense of belonging and, and I found it through theatre uh, are there any roles you that are on your bucket list? The list has got shorter um, because I've had an extraordinary decade in which I've I've had a chance to do a few of them. Um, you did. I noticed that you played uh, Prince Hal through all three of yeah. the of the, the Henry four and five plays. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've, that, which is which was mega for me. Um, the, f- the first play I ever saw that 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 trans me from start to finish was Henry V and um, it was decidedly and it was always very specific because of because of the Olivier film it was always very specifically in, a, in an Elizabethan playhouse with groundlings and, and oak boards and pillars and the, the three lions and the fleur-de-lis um, and but back then Shakespeare's Globe on Bankside in London didn't exist the reconstruction hadn't hadn't got going right so it was a very weird day in my early 30s to find myself tacking in Henry V wearing that that thing in the Elizabethan Playhouse in London um, and to uh, you know have, have got to do Prince Hal leading up to it um, and, there, and, and there have been others you know Guys and Dolls was one of them um, and uh, Cat Not Tin Roof and stuff like that the only one I missed there was an outside chance of doing Journey's End but um, I, I didn't get it and I'm now too old for that role so and there, and, uh, there's one more, but I won't say what it is because, uh, you know, if it's supposed to happen, it'll happen. All right. <laughs> Let's finish with your advice to theater goers. Uh, how much of Harry Potter story do you need to know going into Harry Potter? And the you don't need Child? to know any of it. Um, I, 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 I genuinely believe that you don't need to do that. That's, and and I, know, I know that apart from else because I've met a lot of people who have come to see it um, who who aren't Potterheads and they don't know anything about it. Um, 
What? And, but but there are but it's replete with Easter eggs for people for you know for the fans and you know you 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 will find yourself sitting in there and the entire theatre will go oh and you'll go what what yeah. <laughs> I don't True. understand True. Um, but uh, there are not it should be said there are not a huge number of those moments where no, people who masses. don't know what's who do, who don't know like a yeah. name drop you're not going to feel excluded no, very but, often right? yeah but the, the 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 good thing the good news is that that will make you want to uh, <laughs> go and find it. out right, right. and go what was that why was that such a big deal what do people for people who haven't read the books or haven't seen any of the movies don't know the story at all what do they respond to do you think um well hopefully if it doesn't sound too pompous just that that being part of something that exceeds the sum of its parts um i think that's that's the joy of a decent piece of theater is you you kind of kind of go well it's just cloaks and it's just props and costumes and yet somehow this seems to have added up to something more significant than that um or um more more um more impactful than you might might expect could be possible from such kind of uh uh ragged ragged foils as Shakespeare puts it um uh certainly there are entrances of uh so hard not, not being able to tell you what happens but but there, there, it's there true. are you there can't are, say a lot can but you but there are there are moments when certain uh, uh figures make their entrances uh where if all you've ever seen is movies you would not you you will understand that that no movie will ever be able to compete with the effect that it has in the room when those entrances happen um, because it's happening in the same room um, that, you know I've, I have I've seen I have in London I did once see a woman just get up and run um, one, <laughs> one entrance happened and she was on the aisle she was on the centre aisle wow. um, uh, and, uh, and she just got up and ran but uh, then she missed the rest of the story yeah well <laughs> maybe she quite, hung out in the back it's quite near the end yeah. anyway so. <laughs> but uh, you know but um, uh, you know there, there are you, you've just just come and see it yeah. you've got to be in the room uh, and we'll leave it with that okay. thanks Jamie thanks for being here thanks very nice much for talk to you. take care that was Broadway's Harry Potter Jamie Parker now starring in Harry Potter and the Cursed Child at the Lyric Theatre. On the next episode of Stagecraft, I'll talk to Captain America himself, Chris Evans, the actor who's currently earning glowing reviews in his Broadway debut in the Kenneth Lonergan play, Lobby Hero. Until then, see you at the theatre. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.